Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Newt Gingrich, and I'm proud to welcome The Truth with Lisa Booth to the Gingrich 360 Network. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Truth with Lisa Booth. This is my first podcast, my first episode, and I have a very, very special guest. Do you miss me yet? Do you miss me? things going on. That's right. President Donald J. Trump is joining me, Mr. President. So I was thinking today about preparing for this interview and it dawned on me that I am starting with the biggest name I could possibly get. So it's pretty much downhill from here. (laughs) Well, I think you're doing so great anyway. And when you asked, I want to do it with you. I turned down a lot of people, but I want to do it with you. I, I just appreciate everything you've done. You're Really a professional, a great professional, and people have a lot of respect for you, Lisa. So thank you very much. It's an honor. You know, I've been thinking about it. You know, a a lot of your supporters right now, you know, we we feel like no one's fighting for us in Washington, D.C. You know, we're being maligned by the media, maligned by the left. Big tech has shut off your ability to communicate with your supporters, what's your what's your message to them right now? What do you want to tell them? Well, it is a very unfair situation. Uh, they go after us at every level uh, in the city and the states go after us. You know, I won in the federal and, you know, all these uh, Mueller investigations and all of the nonsense that went on. It turned out that it was Hillary Clinton. Uh, it turned out with Russia, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia and uh, Ukraine and we the impeachment hoax number one and number two. And, you know, you do all that and then you have the state and local stuff. They send it into them. It's a disgrace. I mean, honestly, it's a disgrace. It couldn't happen to a Democrat. 
and yet we keep fighting and we we're, I think we're very effective. We had a great election and we won and they took it away. They they uh, it was a rigged election because, as you know, we won the first one, but we did much better in the second one. So people always say, oh, what do you mean you did better? I said we did much better, almost 75 million votes. And that's the votes that we know about. And uh, it was uh, really a terrible thing. I mean, it was really an unfair thing to the people that support us. So what's happened has been, uh, you know, people have seen some silence. But actually, uh, if you take a look at what's happened over the last period of time, we're sending out releases. They're getting picked up much better than any tweet. And I'm doing things having to do with uh, putting our own platform out there that you'll be hearing about soon. But even more importantly than Ooh, that. Any, anything you can tell me about that? Well, I'll, I'll be telling you pretty soon. But, but, you know, when I put out a statement... It's much more elegant than a tweet, and I think it gets picked up better. You're seeing that. We put out statements from the president, et cetera, et cetera, and it's getting picked up by everybody, everything we say. So uh, if I endorse somebody, because we're endorsing some very good people, and if I endorse somebody, it gets tremendous pickup. I would almost say better than a tweet. Now, it goes on Twitter because you know thousands of people pick it up, and they put it on Twitter, and they put it on Facebook. They put it all over the place. So we're really having uh, the voices, I think, I think has been very big. I've only started doing that over the last three or four weeks, but it's uh, the voices out there, I think, uh, maybe in a certain way, maybe as big as ever. I, and I've been reading the, you know, the releases that you've been putting out. But, you know, you'd mentioned earlier about sort of the control, the way that the left goes after conservatives. But it, it, it's kind of scary right now because they essentially control every institution in the country. You know, they've got the federal government right now. They control big tech. They control the corporations. So they're basically controlling the flow of information to the American people. You know, at one point we had the House. You know, we had the Senate. We had you in the White House. You know, why didn't we rein in big tech when we had that chance? Well, they should have done it. Section 230, they should have done it. They didn't do it. And now all of a sudden the Democrats are being their protector. You know, they were never their protector. They hated big tech. But now they're the protector because, you know, they figure they're getting the advantage in big tech. But if you look at what happened at the election, uh, Mitch McConnell should have fought. You know, he did nothing. He should have fought. Uh, they would have fought. They could never have had that could never have happened to a Democrat. What happened to us with the presidential election could never have happened to the Democrats. You would have had a revolution if they did. If they did. If the if the tables were turned, you would have literally had a revolution. And guys like Mitch McConnell, they don't fight. And now he's hanging by a thread. He's hanging by a thread. Did you talk to him at all? Not really. I don't really want to talk to him. Look, he's hanging by a thread right now with respect to the filibuster. And if they get the filibuster, he's hanging on Joe Manchin, who always goes with the Democrats. Joe talks, but he ends up going with the Democrats. He's hanging by a thread. And if they get the filibuster, if they knock it out, it will be catastrophic for the Republican Party. Now, there is one thing that you can do, not show up. If the Republicans don't show up, in other words, there's no vote. As I understand it with 50-50, as I understand it, uh, the vice presidential vote doesn't count in that case, so they can't get that through. Now, I don't even know if the Republican, if the Senate knows that, if you want to know the truth. But if they don't show up, Lisa, I hear that you can't take a vote. It doesn't work. So that's a. I mean, they may have to do that because they can't allow uh, if they knock out the filibuster, they cannot allow this to happen. The things that they're, they're going to attack the Second Amendment violently, which I've told everybody they're going to attack 
Yeah, they're going to attack the Supreme Court. Wouldn't it be interesting? The Supreme Court has done absolutely nothing for us in terms of the election. They, they haven't done what they should have done. Wouldn't it be ironic if they stacked the court? <laughs> it would be rather ironic. Yeah, I mean, the amount of control they want to have over the country is pretty terrifying. I mean, you look at things like H.R. 1. But I also I want to talk to you about the border crisis and what's going on there. You know, they obviously refuse to call it a border crisis. But the U.S. is on pace right now to stop more migrants crossing the border or more migrants crossing the border than in the last 20 years. You had immigration under control. You had the remain in Mexico policy. You were putting up a wall. You were not doing catch and release, which is something Joe Biden is doing now. So you had it handled. Is there any advice that you would like to give Joe Biden on how he should be handling the immigration crisis right now? Well, finish the wall. Don't forget, we were delayed two and a half years with litigation from the Democrats, from Nancy Pelosi and Congress. And we won those cases, but we wasted two and a half years. Despite that, the wall is just about finished. Just little sections of the wall. Contractors are essentially paid and they should finish the wall. It's a very little. You could could finish it in a month. And it's impossible that they're not. It's just crazy that they're not finishing the wall. So that's one piece of advice. And then you have to go back to we. You have to remain in Mexico. You know, Mexico and I had a very good relationship. I, I must say we had a great. I have a lot of respect and like for the president of Mexico. They had their soldiers while we were building the wall. They had 27,000 soldiers uh, guarding the wall, guarding our border. And they did a very good job, I must tell you. You know, they don't have the restrictions that we have. They did a very, very good job. But we had it to a level that they say it has never been. We have it. We got rid of all sorts of things, including catch and release, all sorts of horrible things that were that we had to live with. We got rid and. The remain in Mexico right now, they're remaining in the United States and they're never going to leave. And we have no idea who these people are. But I can tell you when countries send people up and they do send them up when they send them up, they're not sending up their finest. Okay, they're not sending up their finest. Uh, You have some very good people coming up, but you have some really bad ones coming too. really dangerous criminals coming up. And we're allowing them to come right into our country. It's insane. And it's nothing compared to what it's going to be over the coming months. When you see it now, uh, enjoy it because it's much better now. When you see it in two or three months, because they're just starting to come, they'll be coming up by the millions. And we have no idea. I mean, forgetting even about COVID and no testing, no nothing. I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to get rid because we came up with a vaccine we're going to be hopefully in good shape in the not too distant future but these people they're not being tested nothing but they're also as i said before you have some very bad hombres coming up and we're taking them into our country and it's insane they're destroying our country lisa they're destroying our country well and it's happening so fast and for those at home who don't the remain in mexico policy was such a smart thing because essentially what happened was Central American asylum seekers. They remained in Mexico instead of coming into the United States because what was happening, and you, and Mr. President, this is why you did this, which was so wise. What was happening is these individuals were coming here, passing that initial interview, and then getting lost in the population of illegal immigrants living here. So they're using that as an opportunity to get in and then disappear. So that was so smart that you didn't, you, you threatened with terrorists and you got Mexico, Mexico to you know, step up to the plate. But there's also this. So, you know, in January and February, border authorities encountered more than 15,000 unaccompanied minors 
A migrant facility in Donna, Texas, was at 729% of its pandemic capacity this month. Are Joe Biden's immigration policies inhumane? Well, they are inhumane. And what's happened is people that are living in their countries, and that's where they've been, and in many cases, that's where they ultimately want to go back to, if you can believe it. But people living in their countries are coming in. And these are not just countries in South America, Latin America. These are now countries where you look and you look at the Middle East. We have Middle Easterners coming in. We know nothing about them. We have things happening that and we had it in such good control two months ago, three months ago. And then he made the statement that you want to have you want to come in. And everybody just started marching up. And the countries had a lot to do with it. So one of the things I did was it was impossible to bring them back to Guatemala, Honduras, and uh, San Salvador, El Salvador, San Salvador. And you couldn't bring them back. You couldn't get them back no matter what. And what happened is I said, look, how much money do we pay? We paid those countries $500 million a year. I stopped payment. And all of a sudden, they took them back. In other words, we'd capture MS-13. And if you take a look at El Salvador as an example, or, or any of them, and other countries too, they wouldn't take them back. So I stopped payment. As soon as I stopped payment, they gladly took them back. Nobody's ever done that before. Nobody ever talks about it because, you know, how simple is it? But nobody's ever done it. So I stopped paying the $500 million a year to the three countries, the triangle as we call them. I stopped paying it. Once I stopped paying it, they said, we'll take it back. They would literally round them up before me. They would round them up, bring them to Honduras, bring them to, bring them to uh, Guatemala. And they would say, turn around. We're not taking them back. Now they take them back. But now they're not going to again. So he's paying and we don't get anything for it. We give them a lot of money and we get nothing but disrespect and we had it down to an absolute science. Uh, it was it was a beautiful thing to see. And frankly, uh, what's happened? And even Mexico, I said, look, if we don't if we don't make a deal, and if you don't help us out, we're going to have to put tariffs on all of the products that you sell to the United States, because they have a big surplus with the United States. So we're going to have to put a tariff on. As soon as I said that, they were great. And they were great. We had a great relationship with Mexico and the other countries because they didn't want to have either tariffs imposed or they wanted to get some of the money. And, and you know, and I also gave them back less, but we gave them we, we stopped payment on all of that money that was pouring in. And all of a sudden they took the MS-13 people back and they took the people that we wanted out of our country back. So people don't talk about that. They never talk about that. But that's what happened. And we never had it so good. And, you know, when they uh, when they release them in our country, they go into our country. They never we never find them again. They never come back. OK, we, they never come back. A very tiny percentage comes back. They say, we're going to release you in the country and you'll come back in two years for a legal case. Uh, that's the end of them. Very few people show up. It's it's ridiculous. So we had a thing where we keep them in Mexico. We got upheld in the courts, meaning positively. So all of these people were staying in Mexico. What that did is it forced Mexico not to let them in on their northern border. So they wouldn't let them in. So it was sort of working for everybody. And then these people came along and they just ended everything. And now they're going to be flowing in by the millions already started very substantially. Nobody's ever seen it as bad as it is now. It's really good compared to what it will be in a few months. We certainly don't see 
the same pressure from the media, the same sort of lies that they were telling about your immigration policies being applied to, you know, the Biden administration here. But no, I, I wanted to ask you, you had you'd mentioned covid early or so you know, we it's been over a year since the 15 days to slow the spread. And Dr. Fauci has drawn the ire of a lot of conservatives like me uh, and also Senator Rand Paul. We've seen a lot of his exchanges uh, in the Senate with Dr. Fauci. You know, he's flip flopped on masks. He was wrong about the travel bans. He basically told us at the beginning to not worry about covid. Do you regret ever elevating him? Well, I didn't really elevate him. He's been there for 40 years. He's been there forever. And I thought rather than firing him, you know, I listened to him, but I didn't do what he said, because frankly, uh, his record is not a good record. I like him personally. He's actually a nice guy. He's a great promoter. He's really a promoter more than anything else. And uh, I think he's, you know, I always say he's a better pitcher of a baseball than he is at what he does because he was wrong so much. If I would have listened to him, first of all, he said no masks. And very importantly, he didn't want to have China stop from coming in. If we would have done that, we would have had hundreds of thousands of more deaths in our country. And if you look at what we've done, you know, we don't get uh, fair publicity. But what we've done, we've supplied, you know, the cupboards were bare. We had nothing from the previous administration. And we got all of the gowns and all of the masks and all of the uh, the, if you take a look at the, the machinery, the equipment that you need, it's massive. We took care of everything. And we really did a great job, but we stopped so many. But the big thing that I did is the vaccine, because the vaccine, you know, a lot of people expected we were going to lose 2.2 million people. And it's going to be a, a number substantially lower than that. But the big thing that I did for the world, not only is I went to the FDA, I said, fellas, it's over. This is going to go fast. It would have taken five years for another president. A guy like Biden would have take five year, taken five years for the vaccine to be approved. And it would have never been approved. I think they would have had it. It would have, you know, it goes from five to 12 years. I got it done in nine months. And they did not like me. I will tell you that they did not like me. And statutorily, they had to do things a certain way. They were so I, I ended all. I said, we need the vaccine. We got it done in nine months. I mean, they disliked me so much that it was approved like two days after the election because they, they could. And by the way, the only one that dislikes me more are the drug companies, because what I did with favored nations and everything else, if Biden keeps my policies, drug prices will come way down to the lowest in the world will be tied because of favored nations, that means we will match the lowest price in the world, which is much lower for the exact same drug or the exact same pill. So the drug companies uh, took millions of dollars of advertisements against us, against me. And, you know, but I had to do what was right. Nobody else would have done favored nations against the drug companies. So if they leave that in place and, and I did other things like transparency and other things. But, you know, the, the people, I think, I know the people love it. The problem is they won't see it for a little while. If they allow my policies to stay, we'll have tied for the lowest drug prices anywhere in the world. It'll be great. But Fauci has been so wrong. So has Burks. They've been so wrong. And if I would have listened to them and then they went to the other extreme, like the entire country should lock up. I didn't go for that. And, you know, it just wasn't for me. I didn't go for that. And if you look, you know, I allowed governors like Ron DeSantis, who's done a great job. And in Texas, as they've done a really good job and uh, in South Dakota, but many, many places, I've, I allowed them to keep open if they want. 
If they want to, the ones that shut down are the ones that are doing the worst. You look at New York, you look at California, the ones that shut down are the ones that the states that have done the worst. It's sort of amazing, to be honest, if you look at it, but they've done really terribly. They've ruined their economies, they've ruined their states, and their numbers aren't better. In fact, their numbers are worse than the ones that have been much more open. We're talking with the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, on The Truth with Lisa Booth. Back with more after this. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. One of the reasons why I think you were so successful as a president is because you really had that outsider approach with Operation Warp Speed. I mean, you just did things differently than prior presidents. You're, as you were talking earlier, cutting through that red tape, those public-private partnerships. But now you've got you know Joe Biden trying to take credit for your work that you got done with the vaccine with Operation Warp Speed. Well, it's pretty incredible. Uh, he is trying to take credit for the vaccines. And actually, even his liberal friends didn't give him. They, they're, they're saying, you better cut back on that. It's not. He actually said that when he on January 20th, we didn't have any vaccines. And yet he got his shots on December 21st. 
you know, he got his shot on December 21st. So I don't know if that was a bad moment or what it was. I don't know if he meant that. But we had given millions of shots by that time. And we were up to 1.3 million shots a day. That was better than many of his days. Don't forget, as as it gets uh, put out there, you get more and more. I mean, just naturally. But we had a great uh, operation. Warp speed was amazing. But we came up with a vaccine during my administration in nine months instead of five years or longer. And, you know, there were many people, even people that aren't necessarily fans of mine, that say that was maybe one of the most important things ever done in this world, uh, because this is beyond our country. This is, you know, a worldwide incredible thing that's happened. So the vaccines have been really I think you'll see that more and more as time goes by. They, they've been a, a something that's very special. Interestingly, in 1917, you had the Spanish flu. It killed anywhere from 50 to 100 million people. We could have been the same thing because this thing is really not only is it devastating, it's so easily spread. It spreads so quickly, as you know. And, uh, you know, we could have been, if we didn't have a vaccine, it just, you know, didn't go away. Even now you see in Europe, you know, remember where they used to compare us to Europe and Europe and there's so many, you know, Germany. and Well, look at how badly they're doing. They're having a hard time right now. They're having a tremendously hard time uh, in Europe. But uh, I'm sure you remember when they say, oh, Germany was doing better or somebody else is doing better. Not only are we doing well, but our recovery is much faster than anybody else. We're the fastest to recover of anybody because we built a foundation that was so strong. So it, it's, it's been a it's been a great honor. I have to tell you that. And we've saved, you know, tens of millions of lives when they try and give everybody a hard time. You know, you're over five hundred thousand We've saved tens of millions of lives with a vaccine. You know, looking ahead to the midterms, you know, how big of a role do you plan on having? The fact that I give somebody an endorsement has meant the difference between a victory and a massive defeat. And I was 122 and two in the last cycle, 122 and two with the endorsement. I mean, think of that. It's And the two were people that, frankly, I did that. You know, I did that as favors. There were people that, you know, couldn't it wasn't going to happen. And now everybody, the senators, they're all wanting endorsements. All of the senators are wanting endorsements uh, other than a couple. Well, they'd like them, too. But Murkowski's bad news. A guy like Ben Sass. I mean, little Ben Sass. He's a disaster for the party. Uh, He came up. He was so nice to me for two years. Came up with Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz to see me. He was so nice. Cause started off nasty, then he became so nice. He just wanted the endorsement. When I gave him the endorsement, you know, he's a Republican. I gave him the endorsement, and he ended up getting the nomination. Uh, somebody would have run against him in Nebraska, would have beaten him so easy. But he would have beaten. He would have gotten beaten so easily. So what happened? He gets the nomination, and after he gets the nomination, he gets a little bit sassy again. The guy's a loser. But we have, uh, you know, people like Murkowski. I don't think she's going to do very well. But we have a lot of people that are going to do very well. And I'm giving endorsements, and uh, I'm endorsing people that I've that have been good for us and good for the Republican Party, and that have voted our way. And if they've said something a little bit off color with respect to me, I mean, I can handle that if they voted our way. So. I'm endorsing some people that I think have been very good and they're all going to win and they're going to win big. Who are the people right now that you think are part of the future of the Republican Party? Like those people that, you know, you're supportive of that you you just really like and you think are doing good things. 
Well, I think we have a lot of people. We have a lot of young, good people. Uh, Ron DeSantis is doing a really good job in Florida. And uh, I think Josh Hawley has, has shown some real uh, courage in going a- after big tech. You know, they go after him. Josh is terrific. And, uh, you know, uh, somebody that's been really terrific is Ted Cruz over the last, you know, he, he and I had it out for a while. Actually, we were very close even during the campaign. And then it got nasty. The press would say, When's the nested is going to start? I said, don't worry, it'll start. And then it got very, very, you know, rather violent and vicious. Uh, but then it simmered down and, and he's been great. And uh, Rand Paul has been great. Uh, a lot of people, I mean, really, a lot of people have been terrific. Uh, Sarah Huckabee is going to do great in Arkansas. Um, I think that uh, Christy Nome has done a terrific job. A lot of, uh, lot of very good people. Really very good people. The Republican Party is stacked. If you don't end up running in 2024, which I know a lot of people want you to, we all want you to, you know, if it's not you, who is it? So some of the names I guess I just mentioned, uh, perhaps, and uh, and others and others. I mean, you know, there's a there's a pretty deep bench. Uh, we're going to I'll make that decision sometime later. But but there's a pretty deep bench. If you look at the polls, uh, but they love the job that I've done. We had a 97 percent approval The CPAC a 97% approval on policies and different things. Now, I I have to say it's pretty easy when you look at the border and you look at what's happening. But I will say this, if you also look at other networks, they're not covering the border properly. They're making it a very small story relative to what it is. You take a look at what's happening. They're not covering it. They don't cover the negative having to do with Biden and the Democrats, they don't cover negative things. You know that you saw that happen during the campaign. It is so we don't have a free press. This is not a free press. This is a press that we have to be very, very smart to get around. But they don't cover bad things if it happens to be bad for Democrats. It's pretty amazing. Uh, You take a look at some of the coverage and, and some of the travesty that's taking place on the border. And the coverage is not commensurate if you look at NBC, ABC, uh, CBS, and of course CNN and uh, MSDNC, if you look at those, you know, networks, they, it's just not covered. It's it's covered so little. It's amazing, and it's a massive story because it's going to destroy. It's going to destroy our country. I mean, I won in in 2016. I won because of the border. In twenty in, in twenty twenty, we didn't use the border, but I got many more votes than I got in twenty sixteen. Figure that one out. They said if I get if I get sixty six million votes, you can't lose. So I got almost seventy five million votes, uh, but I don't view that as a loss. I view that as uh, people know what happened there. It's a disgrace, like a third world country. But uh, and it's too bad. But we uh, I think we've got a lot of great people, great people in the Republican Party. Well, yeah. And the media was more unfair to you than they have ever been. To, well, they're not even a media anymore. You're right. I mean, they're all biased left wing hacks. It's essentially propagandists for the left. But I, I know a lot of people are wondering because it's not the, not just the media who really unfairly targeted you. It's also the DOJ. It's also the FBI. I mean, they spied on you using the phony dossier, which the CIA dismissed as an Internet rumor. But it was good enough for them to take it to court and obtain FISA warrants against Carter Page. Carter Page, are we ever going to see the Durham report? You know, or is there ever going to be any accountability? It is so sad that that took so long. Uh, there was no reason because if you took the Horowitz report, that's all they needed. The Horowitz, they didn't even need another report. Uh, it is a very sad thing to see. Now let's see what happens. But uh, when you can't have 
a report in our given in our administration why would it have to come into this administration uh it is it is a very uh, sad it's a very sad thing just take a look at that horowitz report you didn't need i give a lot of respect for him what he did to come out with that report he was appointed by obama he came out with a report that was so scathing on mccabe and then so scathing on comey that even the New York Times wrote a, an, an article and an editorial on Comey that was just horrendous. And they didn't have to go there. They didn't have to even appoint Durham. All they had to do is take the information they already had. We have there's so much information as to corruptness and everything else, but they come after Republicans. No, it's very deep. It's a deep state and it's very, very deep. Is there anything you can tell us about the deep state that we don't know? Well, just that it does exist and it is vicious. It's vicious. Uh, and it's against the Republicans. It's uh, and it's been there for many years. It's hard to root out. You root out some of it. Uh, and some of the people did a great job in rooting it out. And some of the people didn't do a good job in rooting it out. But when you look at uh, some of the things that they didn't do, uh, you know, they should be embarrassed because so much information was learned. We did a great job in, in finding the crime. We found many, many crimes. Hey, look, uh, the Ukraine thing was a hoax. The Mueller deal was a big hoax. And the, the real thing with Mueller, you saw what happened. It was the Democrats. And then you look at how many people got away with so many different things. It's truly hard to believe. And that's why there's anger in this country, because the people get it. There's tremendous anger in our country because the people get it. They get it better than anybody else. They get it. The public gets it. And they get what happened in the election, too. The election was a disgrace. Uh, they didn't go to the legislature for approval. Just if you look at that, the Supreme Court should the Supreme Court should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, now, Justice Thomas and Justice Alito I'm going to take them out because they really, you know, they were they they felt obviously different about what happened. But uh, the Supreme Court should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, just if you just take a look, forgetting about all the hoaxes, all the all the ballot manipulation, all of the many things that that took place, so many things that took place. Forget all of that. Uh, much of this stuff was not approved by the state legislatures and in the Constitution. It has to be. So just if you look at that. Uh, it's too bad that Mike Pence didn't go back because I think you would have had a much different, you would have had a much different result had Mike Pence gone. He could have said, I'm sorry, but this was not approved by the state legislature. And according to the Constitution, it has to be. And by that time, as you know, some of those legislatures, if you look at Arizona, if you look at Georgia, if you look at Pennsylvania, and you could go beyond that. I think if you look at Wisconsin, you look at Michigan, some of those legislatures were getting and legislators were getting a good. They were saying, wow, this is something. I mean, you had cases where you had more votes than you had people voting. Think of it. You had more votes than you had people voting. So Mike Pence could have sent it back and said, I'm sorry, but you'll have to check this out. Uh, and many of those votes were gotten and some very late in the process. Some of those votes, some of those those decisions that were made were made just before the election. And as you know, I think you agree with this, Lisa, it has to go through the legislature. The state legislatures have to approve all of these 
rules and regulations that they were putting in. You can't do it with a local judge. You can't do it with a politician, with a local politician. It was up to the state legislatures. They couldn't get them to approve. They were Republican. They couldn't get them to approve it. So they just did it themselves. That's a total violation of the Constitution. And the Supreme Court didn't want to hear it. They didn't rule on the facts. They ruled on things like no standing process. Uh, They should be ashamed of themselves. And you know what's going to be interesting? It's ironic because it could be court packing. And because of their ruling not to do an overturn. And by the way, all of the areas that I'm talking about were election changing. It's not like, oh, gee, 12 votes were affected. No, far more. You know, I was very close in all of this, these states. Uh, far more votes than we needed. Far more. Not even close. But it's also H.R. 1 because a lot of the frustrations you have with the mail-in balloting and, you know, the, the fact that ballots were still being counted after Election Day – That would essentially be codified into law if H.R. 1 passed. It would make it very, very difficult for Republicans to win elections moving forward. I mean, how serious should Republicans be taking H.R. 1 as Democrats try to push it through Congress? Well, I think we need better leadership than Mitch McConnell and stronger leadership. I mean, he he can't rein in his own people. We have uh, the Mitt Romneys of the world uh, and, you know, the Ben Sasses of the world. These are not good for the Republican Party. These are not people that are good. Uh, He's got to be able to rein them in. So we need better than Mitch McConnell. And, you know, you really you'd really do. This is big stuff. And now they knock out the filibuster. It's going to be a real problem. I mean, they knock out the filibuster. They're going to have a free for all. And I told Mitch McConnell from almost the first day, I said, look, The first thing they're going to do is knock out the filibuster. So if they're going to knock it out, maybe we should and get everything that we want. He said, they'll never knock it out. It'll never happen. They'll never do it. They don't want to do it. I said, they're going to do it. If they ever get a chance, they'll do it. And he actually now has admitted that I was right. It's too bad. You know, I I go back to what you said during the week of the RNC convention. And during your speech, I thought it was one of the best quotes I've heard from you. You said that, For 47 years, Joe Biden has been hugging, you know, kissing union workers, taking their donations and then going back to Washington, D.C. and voting to send their jobs back to China and other foreign lands. And it's only been a few weeks. And that's essentially what's already happened. And we saw the cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline. He's nuked uh, construction along the southern border. You know, he's not moving forward with certain oil and gas sale releases. You know, the list goes on in some of these energy policies that is going to do exactly like what you said. But, you know, my question on all this is, are the Bidens bought and paid for by China? Yes. But beyond bought and paid for, this is not what he campaigned on. He never thought this is more radical what he's doing. And I don't even think it's him. I think it's the cabal. Uh, This is more radical than anything that he campaigned on. But this is more radical than Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders never dreamt that they were going to be approving things like they're approving. And it's unbelievable what's happening. This this is far more than Bernie Sanders ever thought was possible. And it's disgraceful. And they're trying to destroy our country. But what about all those jobs lost, too? I mean, you've got you know tens of thousands of jobs for the Keystone Pipeline loss. I mean, we're going to see a lot more energy jobs go away. And you've got people like John Kerry who are basically like learn to build solar panels, which is essentially telling them, you know, to learn to code. I mean, 
What's your message to a lot of those American workers who are suffering right now or worried about the future of their jobs? Well, when Biden campaigned, I mean, I know everything he said, and we had debates, and the debates were very good. And when he campaigned, he never talked about any of this. He never talked about closing the Keystone. We, he didn't. I, I wouldn't say he said he was going to keep it, but he certainly didn't indicate that he was going to, in his almost first week, immediately get rid of. And it's really 42,000 jobs, not 8,000 jobs, if you look at it. It's probably even more than that. But he never talked about the Keystone pipeline that he was going to close up. How can you do a thing like this? It was passed. It went through Congress. All sorts of things happened. And what about the company? You know, when they talk about all of the people that are devastated, some company put up billions and billions of dollars. You know, the thing is half built. And then all of a sudden they come along and they say, we're going to close it down. People invested all of their money following the pipeline. Uh, They opened businesses. They bought little hotels for the people to stay in, and they fixed them. And then all of a sudden, in one day, it's gone. But he never said that during the the campaign. On energy, he was, you know, pretty positive on energy. And now we're not going to be energy independent in another few months based on what he's doing. Uh, Gas prices are going through the roof. I mean, he never talked about this stuff. He never said this is far more radical than what he was talking about. This is more radical than anything Bernie Sanders ever thought was possible. It's crazy. Well, now raising raising taxes, too. I mean, now he's going to raise he's at a record. Yeah, record level. More from President Trump after this. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from 4Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Just out of curiosity, so you wrote a letter to Joe Biden. He said it was very generous. What did you say to him in that letter? Well, I don't want to say that's, you know, perhaps up to him. And I guess he said he wouldn't do it without my approval. But, but basically, I wish him luck. And, uh, you know, it was a couple of pages long. And it was from the heart because I want to see him do well. Look, he's there. Uh, it was a, a rigged election. Uh, an election, you know, I would never concede. And by the way, Hillary Clinton said he should never concede. Uh, Hillary Clinton, the things she said were so horrible uh, but Hillary Clinton made statements that were just absolutely horrible. But you know what? He's there, and I want him to do well. But that doesn't include closing up the Keystone Pipeline, which, by the way, environmentally is much better than having him on trains. But his friend and supporter, Warren Buffett, has trains. Nobody ever talks about that. Warren Buffett has trains, and he uh, he doesn't want to see a pipeline. His train business is dead going to the Gulf, okay? Dead. I mean, think of that. Does anybody I've never even heard that point brought up, but he's one of his big supporters, liberal guy, and his trains, his railroad would be devastated with the pipeline. So all of a sudden it's cut. Now, I don't know if he'd cut it for that reason, but it couldn't be for environmental reasons, because a pipeline is much better than trucks and trains by far. It's also much safer. You know, when you have an explosion, when you have a truck goes wrong, when you have a train goes wrong, it's a devastation. So, uh, but he never talked about closing the pipeline. He never talked about the kinds of things on the Second Amendment that they're talking about. Where do you see what they do to the Second Amendment? Uh, They're going to devastate the Second Amendment. So the Republicans have to get a lot tougher and they have to get a lot smarter. But you have a lot of great ones. And uh, I think we're going to do very well in 22. And I think we're going to do very well in 24. I, I think so, too. I mean, I, I pray because we, we can't deal with former years of this and not have Republicans win the midterm elections, particularly as you're talking about. They're talking about going after the Second Amendment. They're talking about H.R. 1 and codifying all the concerns that Republicans had with the 2020 midterm elections or the 2020 general election into law. I mean, they're they're talking about things that are fundamentally transforming the United States. So it's very concerning. We appreciate the role you're playing in the midterm elections because that is incredibly important. We've got to fight like hell. These are very bad people in many cases. You know, it's hard to say, but these are very bad people and they're doing horrible things to our country, whether it's the border or energy or or the Second Amendment. A lot of bad things are happening and we have to stop them. And to stop them, we have to be very smart and we have to be tough. They're vicious they will do things that the Republicans don't even think about doing. It's just unbelievable. You look at all the impeachment nonsense. It was all nonsense. And now if you look at what they they used, what happened in Georgia as part of their impeachment, and that turned out to be a scam. You saw that the other day where they put in uh, uh, language where you, they have language that didn't even exist. OK, they, they were quoting me and it turned out and and they tried to get rid of the tape. 
which is obstruction of justice. They tried to get rid of the tape and some very good person said, excuse me, you can't do that. Here's the tape. They found it in the waste paper basket. Okay. In the waste basket, they call it. And I mean, think of it, think of it. So we have to be very, very smart, have to be strong, but they're vicious. There's no question about it. They're vicious people. Are you going to sue the Washington Post? They really did give a very powerful statement that it didn't take place. Uh, so in one way, I respect that they did it. I was actually surprised that they did it. I guess pressure was put on them pretty strongly. But they said, uh, you know, we have to go public with this. They were given false information from the people that run the elections. Think of that in Georgia. I mean, Georgia's a mess. Georgia, the elections were a mess. But they were given this. This came out of the people that run the elections the office of the people that run the elections. And then they tried to, to throw the tape away. It was a phony tape. It never took place. Think of that. So in one way, I respect the Washington Post for, for posting it, for changing it. I think, you know, in one way, I really do. I respect it. Uh, it shouldn't have happened in the first place, but I respect that they were willing to, you know, make, uh, do whatever they had to do. And they did. It was a very strong statement they put up. Uh, you know, I respect that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone has been lied about more than you have by the media. I mean, the media, even the Charlottesville lie. I mean, that went on for years. And if anyone, if anyone, I got so frustrated because if anyone just read the transcript, you were clearly denouncing the KKK and the neo-Nazis. You were saying they were terrible people. You were, you were, you know, you, you, you condemned them. I mean, you, you absolutely condemned them. But that lie went on for years. They should do retractions like they did here. They should do retractions for that. Nobody does. I still hear that about Charlottesville. And all you had to do is listen to the next sentence. If you listen one more sentence, you'd see that what I said was, as I say all the time, it was perfect. OK, but what I said was absolutely perfect. And it was it was an absolute disgrace. That whole Charlottesville thing and, you know, how they tried to pin uh, false statements to me. But that was like what happened in Georgia. But the retraction from The Washington Post was the strongest retraction I've ever seen from them. And so in that respect, you know, I, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, what they should do now is they should find out who gave it. They do know that, by the way, who made the statement, because the statement that they that they printed was, you know, was fraudulent. It was fraudulent. And they should also reveal who found the tape because the people that found the tape, that was a terrific thing that they did. Who would think that they would find the tape, listen to the tape and report it? They did a great service to the country. It's nice to see someone finally telling the truth there. But you know, correct me if I'm wrong, with Charlottesville, what you're talking about is you you were saying that, you know, there were people that were there who just didn't want to see the statue taken down because what you had warned previously is that, you know, then it's going to be George Washington. Then it's going to be Abraham Lincoln. Then we go down this sort of slippery slope of canceling our history and sort of destruction of our history. But that's what we're witnessing today. And it's not just, you know, our history. It's things like Dr. Seuss. It's it's taking a sledgehammer to, you know, all these different things. And, you know, where where does this all go with where we are today? I stopped it. I took an old law that hadn't been used in many, many decades, and I uh, modernized it, brought it up, and signed it. And once I did that, people stopped ripping down statues, federal statues. But 
in Charlottesville, they were there. Many people were there to stop the the taking down of a magnificent statue of Robert E. Lee. And they were there for that reason. And, you know, they uh, ultimately it came down. It's uh, it's terrible. Now you have Dr. Seuss and you have many other things. Uh, this is really, you know, you're taking the soul away from our country. And, you know, there were some nasty things in the past, but you learn from the bad things and the nasty things and and uh, things that were done wrong. You learn. That's part of history. You learn. And if you're not going to hear about it, you're not going to learn and you'll make the same mistake again. But that whole Charlottesville, and they still say it about me, oh, Charlottesville, if they take a look at the next sentence, meaning of a tape, I assume, but they take a look at the it was it was it was perfect. And they all know it. But they're very dishonest people. Look, the media has been exposed as being unbelievably corrupt and dishonest. Uh, and you've done you've done your job. I mean, I know where you're coming. And, you know, it takes courage to do what you do. And uh, frankly, Fox was much different in 2016 than they were in 2020. Fox was like a different world. So I, I say that was one of the biggest differences. And yet, I got almost 75 million from 63 million. And I went up, somebody said, well, it's too bad. Well, we did much better in the second election than we did in the first election. Uh, Much better in every way. Uh, If you look at with uh, African-American, with Asian-American, with with women, with Hispanic, uh, we did we did much better in every single way. And. It was a rigged election, and that's a shame. Well, it's almost as if, you know, I, I kind of feel, I sort of question, it's almost as if we're not really free anymore as a country. I mean, you go back over the past few months, you you have states like New York and California still locked down. Uh, we have this censorship that exists in the media. You've got big tech deplatforming people. We saw we all saw what happened to, pla- to Parler you know, what happened to you as well. I mean, are we still a free society with all of this stuff going on? No, we don't have uh, freedom of the press, for one thing, certainly. You don't have freedom of the press. Uh, The big tech has gone wild. And I'm able to get the word out because, you know, I'm able to get it and everybody picks it up, including big tech, which is sort of interesting. But other people, I mean, when they get canceled, they don't have that. They can't put out a press release that, you know, everybody picks up. It doesn't work that way. No, you don't have it anymore. You don't have freedom of the press is absolutely gone. And the press is just very dishonest. You see the way they cover the border. They basically don't like talking about the border because it's horrible what's happened on the border. But they don't want to talk about the border. They're not going to talk about the border and other things. Plenty of other things. I could go through a whole list. But uh, it's uh, it's it's really a terrible thing. It's never happened to this extent ever before. Never happened. Do I think they hate you so much? So I I think it's because Republicans in the past sort of accepted the premise of questions being asked to them by the media. They sort of accepted the narrative. Like, for instance, with Mitt Romney, he gets asked about women and, you know, if he supports women or whatever. And his response is, oh, I have a binder full of them. Right. You get asked that question. You're like, next. That's a dumb question. Or the first interview you did, I think it was with ABC. And they asked you about the women's march. And you were like, oh, well, March for Life is coming up, but you don't ask about that. And David Muir's face dropped because they were so used to Republicans just accepting, you know, these BS premises that were being put in front of them. But you rejected them. You didn't play the media's game. And that's why I think 
they don't like you. But a lot of people do. And, you know, it's really politics through common sense, because a lot of people say, are you a conservative? Are you? You know what it is? It's common sense. A lot of it is common sense, like the wall. You know, it's interesting. The Democrats stick together. Republicans don't. You know, I, I said, where is their Romney? Where is their uh, little Ben Sass? Where where are these people in the they they Mansion always comes through for them. You know, he's going to come through again. Uh, you just watch. And I've watched it for a long time with him. You know, get some publicity, and then he ends up coming through. But uh, they they stick together. They're smart and they're vicious, but they have lousy policy. Defund the police, sanctuary cities, don't build the wall. So their policies are so bad that it hurts them. Now, if they had better policy, they'd be tougher because they do stick together better than the Republicans. But that's because the Republicans need better leadership. They need stronger leadership. Right, Mr. President, I I know you've got uh, I don't want to take up much more of your time. I know you've got a a busy day, but it is such an honor to talk to you. You are welcome here anytime. I would love to have you back on the podcast. And it is beyond an honor to have you as my very first guest on this podcast. So I just want to thank you for taking the time. Thank you. And Lisa, on behalf of a lot of people, thank you for everything. Your voice has been incredible. It's been strong. And you're definitely not afraid. And that's something that we need. So uh, we need more of that. And it's uh, great to do your first your first show. And uh, you're going to have many. You're going to do very well uh, because you're somebody that people respect greatly. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thank you, sir. That means the world coming from you. I really appreciate it. And before we go, I just want to thank President Trump again for such an incredible interview and the honor of being my first guest on my very first episode. And if you like today's show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. And please tell your friends too. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at at Lisa Marie Booth. Special thanks to our producer, John Cassio, writer and associate producer, Aaron Kliegman, researcher, Margaret Smith, and of course, our executive producers, Debbie Myers and Speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. So again, thank you to President Trump. Thank you to the team. Please join us next Wednesday. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.